Welcome to HG Church Podcast, where we provide clarity in life through Jesus Christ. We are so glad you are joining, and wherever you are listening from, we believe God will provide you clarity through today's message. Hey, HD Church. Welcome once again to HD Church Online. It's so good to be back with you guys. And I hope you guys are ready. We are right in the beginning of a brand new uh, series entitled From Sitting to Serving. We're going to be discussing a lot of the the hindrances that sometimes people experience in, in getting involved in the local church and uh, really the importance of it in your life. Getting involved is so vital to us as believers. It helps us grow. It helps us uh, become part of the family, but, uh, feel like we are uh, really belonging to God and, and begins to bring us out of our shell and, and creates a growth that, that can come no other way except by getting involved and using what God has placed in you. So I have a few things I'm going to share with you tonight. So let's go ahead and jump right into it. Amen. We're going to be starting tonight in Hebrews chapter 5. Chapter 5. In Hebrews chapter 5. You know, back when I became a Christian early in the 80s, pastors used to always have a little running joke. They would say, you know, I always carry a piece of lead with me because... Whenever I'm around people and I, or the church and the body and I ask them, you know, if they would like to get involved uh, in a certain area of need of the church, a lot of pastors would say they'd always say, well, no, pastor, you know what? I don't feel led to do that. So they would say, I carry a piece of lead just for that, you know. So when they would say that to him, they would go ahead and pull out that piece of lead and say, now you feel led. So let's go ahead and get involved. And that just kind of shows me that it's been a, a struggle in, in the local church to get people involved and to keep them involved. And what I'm going to share with you some things tonight that I believe we have to look inside of ourselves. You know, why don't I feel like getting involved? There's so many hindrances that come uh, in, into our lives that will try to hold us back. And I believe getting involved is so vital for us. It should be a joy for us. It should be something that comes naturally. And that's one of the keys I really want to get across to you tonight is that getting involved, you should not have to be, um, how would I say it, pushed to get involved. It, be, it should be something that as you grow in the things of God, as you grow in your relationship with Jesus, that should come naturally and be a great desire for you. It's hard to see everything that's going on in the local church as, as you come and not want to get involved. So if you do feel that way, maybe the things I share with you tonight will help you turn that around in your life, amen, so that you can get involved and see God work through you and in you and bring you to the place that He wants you to be as a believer. So here in Hebrews chapter 5, let's look at this. In verse 11, says here, Paul says this, there is much more we would like to say about this, but it is difficult to explain. He says, especially since you are spiritually dull and don't seem to listen. You have been believers for so long that you ought to be teachers of others. Instead, you need someone to teach you, again, the basic things about God's word. He says, you are like babies who need, need milk and cannot eat solid food. For someone who lives on milk is still an infant and doesn't know how to do what is right. Solid food is for those who are mature and who have through training the skill to recognize the difference between right and wrong. Paul says this. He says, you have been believers for so long 
And at this point, you ought to be teachers of others. And that tells me that Paul is saying there should be a growth in the believer's life. As we get into the things of God, we get into the Word of God, and we get taught and we learn as we come to church and we read the Bible for ourselves. He says there comes a point where there should be a turning in your life where you no longer are the one that always needs to be taught or ministered to, but it turns around where God uses you to touch others. He says that growth should bring that desire and bring that around where you're not just sitting on what you're learning, but you're applying what you're learning. Not only in you, but helping others to apply what you have been taught. He says, instead, you need someone to teach you again the basic things about God's word. So God and Jesus expect us to grow. And through that growth, I believe, comes the desire to get involved. To get involved in the things of God. And I'm going to give you three points tonight. My first point is this. Serving is a product of growth. Serving is a product of growth. As you grow in the things of God, you begin to realize that there's more to this life and this relationship that you have with Jesus. There is a next step. No longer is it just salvation, but it's encountering all the benefits that come with salvation, beginning to live them out and see people who struggle in their lives to understand what those benefits are that's where you come in. That's where that growth comes in and says, now it's time for you to go help them walk in what I've taught you, Jesus says. Amen. So write this down. Serving is a product of growth. It is a product of growth. So as you begin to grow in the things of God, expect that desire to grow in you. Expect it to grow in you. You know, there is a, I, by no offense, and I, am, am I saying this? I haven't seen it anywhere, so, so don't. Don't get upset. But, you know, if you walked into a kindergarten room and you saw all these five-year-olds, right? But you happen to notice one child with a baby bottle and still drinking it. That would probably catch your eye. It would, it would show you and, and that maybe there's something wrong there because obviously a five-year-old should have been taught already, right? To be weaned off the bottle, use sippy cups, grow into a regular cup. That's part of growth. Amen. So sometimes it's irregular. It's irregular for a child not to have that growth. And that's what Jesus is saying here to us through Hebrews. Is it's, it's, it's not normal for us to be coming to church for year upon year upon year and not desire to get involved. And if we see that and we have that desire, I mean, or we're missing that desire to get involved, we should check our growth level. How much am I really growing? I come to church, but am I really... Uh, growing? Am I really understanding? Am I really getting revelation from the Word of God? Or am I staying the same? Do I still continue to deal with the, the same issues that I've had for the last five, ten years, whatever time maybe you've been here? So just know as you grow, there should be changes. There should be changes. And that's when we as, as uh, the church leaders, sometimes we'll step in because if I've seen you here and you've been here for five years and you haven't gotten involved, I might come and give you a little nudge. You know what I mean? Hey, how about uh, helping us with this? How about uh, coming over? We're going to be working on this day and doing that. You know, one day they might need help in the nursery. Maybe we invite you to go and, and take a day just to kind of nudge you to see what it feels like to allow God to use you. But we should not need that most of the time. 
We should not need it. But we're not, a, you know, as, as leaders in, in the church, we're not afraid to do it because we know what's waiting for you. We know the good things that are going to take place in your life as you begin to put your hand to the plow. Amen. Growth enables us. These are some notes that I wrote down. I'd like you to write them down. Growth, and, growth enables us to understand who we are in Christ. Who we are in Christ. As we grow in the Word of God, we begin to realize who we are. I know when we first start coming, we think we're a, a sinner saved by grace. We're worms in the dirt if it weren't for Jesus. And probably that's where we started. But as we grow, we begin to realize that I'm a child of God. I'm a son of God. I have benefits. Amen. I'm a child of the Most High. God has given me His Holy Spirit and He has given me authority over the powers of the enemy. And that's where I can stand on. And that's what I can use to battle the things of life. We begin to realize who we are. Amen. And that enables us to get involved. That helps us to get involved. He says, also, growth enables us to put our past in perspective and know that it's covered under the blood. Our past is something that a lot of us deal with. Amen. A lot of us deal with the past. It, it constantly bombards us. Remember who you used to be? Remember all the bad things you've done? Remember how you used to be out there, but now you want to come in here and do all this? As we grow, we begin to realize that all that's covered under the blood. The blood came into my life, washed that away. That's who I used to be, but that's not who I am. See, growth begins to bring that, and that makes it easier to get involved because now you know that's what God's plan is for you. Amen? Growth enables us to process mistakes and keep moving forward. This is one of the things that can happen to, to Christians. They get discouraged. They, they get involved and just things start to happen in their life. Maybe they make a mistake. Maybe they fall. But you know what? The Bible says righteous people fall, but they get up. Amen. And that's one thing growth will allow us to do. I've made mistakes in my life. I know I've made mistakes and I have felt bad. And I know I have kicked myself about those mistakes because I've known better. But because of the growth that I have in my life, I'm able to process that mistake, come to God with that mistake, confront that mistake with him, get it out of the way. Amen. Through forgiveness for, uh, from God and from me and remove it. So what? That I can keep moving forward. See, growth enables you to do that. Amen. Growth enables us to, to, to go through life's challenges and remain focused on building God's kingdom. I've been serving here at HD Church for 37 years or so, 36, 37 years. And over those 37 years, 36 years, I've encountered a lot of challenges. Life has come at me in so many different directions. But in each situation... What I have learned from the pulpit, what I've learned from the Word of God, what I've learned from the Holy Spirit has enabled me to deal with those challenges and remain focused. Even in the middle of them, to continue to remain focused on what God's called me to do and His purpose for my life. See, and so as you grow, that helps you to stay involved, to stay hooked up, to stay uh, with your hand to the plow. Amen? Un growth helps us to understand that we're not perfect. But Jesus still uses us. That's one thing that we all have to realize. Amen. We're not perfect. And a lot of times people are waiting for everything to be perfect in their lives to say, okay, now I can help. Now I can help. No, God uses imperfect people. The Bible actually says that He uses the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. 
Amen. Because he doesn't want anybody boasting in their ability. And I'll tell you, I'm probably one of the least that can do that. Amen. I know that there are many people, many, many people that are more qualified probably uh, than I am to do what I'm doing. But still, God has chosen me. And that has come through growth. I can say that today and not think highly of myself because I know who it is that does it through me. Amen. And so when we grow, we can process who we are in God. And it's much easier to get involved, get hooked up, because we here at HD Church, and I believe the body in general, if you ask any pastor, he wants 100% of his membership involved. But do we really have that? No. It's sad to say that we don't. And there's reasons. And I hope that as we go through this series this month, that you grab everything that we begin to share with you to help you say, yes, pastor, I want to get involved. I want to help. I want to uh, help the vision of HD Church come to pass. I want to do my part. Amen. But it's going to start with growth. It's going to start with growth. It's not something that you have to conjure up. It's not something that you have to, 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 to do just because people are telling you. We want it to come from your heart. We want it to come from your heart. We want it to be uh, flowing out of you because you'll do everything with a better attitude, a better heart, a heart of love that will touch people's lives. Amen. My second point is this. Serving is a product of love. Love, I wrote this down, love births in you the desire to serve. If you think about everything that Jesus did for you, everything that he's brought you through, amen, that love right there is what should bring us to a point to just want to do everything he asks us to do. You know, everything uh, that I do here at HG Church, I don't do it for man. I do it for him. I do it for him. People ask, well, why do you do all this stuff for him? Because of what he did for me. I don't do it to get a pat on the back because a lot of times there ain't no pat on the back. So if you're waiting for it, you're going to get discouraged. So I, we don't want to have to, we don't want to do it to allow men to see us because the Bible says then you have your reward already. Amen. What we do should be out of love for him. And he says, and in secret, because of what you do for me in secret, I'm going to bless you openly. Amen. Serving should be a product of love. It, it should be birthed from us. It should be a desire that comes from within sight of us. Amen. The desire to serve should come naturally as you grow. It should come naturally. Like I said, I, I, I really don't want, like to have to go and ask people to come and do something or get involved. I like it when people say, hey, you know what? I seen this over here. It was broken. And you know what? I went and got some stuff and I came and fixed it. Glory to God. That, that, that's awesome. Amen. You, you, it, that type of desire comes naturally. When you see something that needs to be taken care of, when you need and see an area in which you believe you can help, you don't have to be asked. You just step out because why? It comes naturally to you. Amen. You sh serving should become your desire. And we're going to look at John chapter 21. Let's look at that. John chapter 21 in verse 15. Amen. Look at this. Are you there? All right. I can see you there. So I'm, I know you're good. He says this. After breakfast, Jesus asked Simon Peter. Now, I'm going to stop there because just know this is when Pete, Jesus had been resurrected and he came and began to share with his disciples. But he had already, Peter had already denied Jesus three times. So, and you all know how bad he felt. He said that he abandoned his post. He went back fishing. You know, he really felt uh, a lot of remorse because he 
denied Jesus. And he said, I would never deny you. But he did. So you can understand the types of feelings that are going through Peter, the discouragement that he's that he's feeling, that he's going through, the letdown that he has, you know, um, in himself. And Jesus comes to him and says this after all of that. He says, after breakfast, Jesus asked Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than any of these? Do you love me? Do you love me, Peter? And Peter said, yes, Lord. Peter replied, you know, I love you. He says, then feed my lambs, Jesus told him. Then feed my lambs. If you love me, feed my lambs. And he goes on to say a second time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? And Peter replied again, yes, Lord, you know I love you. He says, then, Jesus says, Jesus says this, then take care of my sheep. Take care of my sheep if you love me. And Jesus said a third time, he asked him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? And Peter was hurt that Jesus asked the question a third time. And he said, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. And Jesus said, then feed my sheep. See, Peter felt discouraged. He wanted to run and hide from everything. But Jesus says, no, you can't run and hide. I have a purpose for you. No matter how much you think you've let me down, you haven't. But if you love me, take care of my most prized possession, my church. Take care of my people. If you love me, come and help me do what we said we would do. And that is take the gospel, take the love of God to the world. He said, if you love me, then do this for me. And you see, I believe that's where it comes from. You see, and, and, I, and I don't want to say that we don't love God because I believe we all do. But the Bible says that our love can grow cold. Our love can grow cold. And sometimes if, if we begin to feel that serving in, in the church is, is a lot of work, you know, it becomes a drudgery. It becomes uh, too difficult sometimes, you know. A lot of times we get unfocused. Amen. A lot of times we get distracted and other things begin to pull on us. And because of that pull, it takes us, uh, takes us away from what we, we should be doing. Amen. But if we love him, he says. That's why I always keep in mind, you know. I mean, I don't dwell on the past, but I do use my past to remind myself where I used to be. And what this man, Jesus, my Lord, my Savior did for me. I always remind myself where I was one day. And, and it always brings me back to, to a, a good balanced place to know that, you know what, I'm not, this, I'm not this great Christian that has it all together, you know. I'm just a son of God living every day for Him, amen. And sometimes we need, need to reroot ourselves in that love that He had for us, amen. So love, serving is a product of love. Remember that, amen. In John three sixteen. The word also says this, we all know the scripture, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. I always say this, love is the most powerful motivator. And that's what motivated God to send his son to die for you and I. And I believe that's the same motivation we should use to do everything in our power to serve God and to please him with our lives. Amen. Glory to God. My last point is this. Serving is God's design. It's not my design. It's not Pastor Eric's design. It's not Pastor Kathy's design. 
It's God's design. Serving is His design. He has designed the body. The Bible says that He's fitly uh, formed every part of the body and puts us exactly where we need to be. It's His design. God desires for us to serve Him. We have a job to do while we're on this earth. The Bible says that there's a day when we won't be able to labor anymore. There's a day when we won't be able to go and share the gospel anymore. But while we're here, we have a job to do. And that's to, to take the love of Jesus to a lost and dying world. And that's what we're in, 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 in union with God about is getting His plan done upon this earth. In Romans chapter 8, if you turn in your Bibles uh, to Romans chapter 8 and let's look at this. In verse 28, it says this. I'm, I'm reading out of the Passion Translation so we are convinced that every detail of our lives is continually woven together for good. Amen? That's great. That everything that happens in our life always happens, but always works out for good for us. But he goes on to say this, For you are His lovers who have been called to fulfill His designed purpose. Whose designed purpose are we called and created to fulfill? God's purpose, not ours. He's designed us for His purpose. Uh, believe me, God wants us to be blessed and enjoy the things in life, to have great careers, uh, have our families and enjoy them. That's all great. But he, and that's all what He wants. He wants us to have that for sure. But He says, I've designed you for one thing, and that's to build my kingdom. Amen? To do His purpose. He says, you are designed for a purpose. God created you to fit perfectly in the kingdom to do your part. Only you can do what you're designed to do. Amen. Only you can do what God created you to do. Think about that. God created you to do your job. Someone else cannot come and do what you can do. Amen. God created you and designed you for a purpose. And that purpose is only for you. I have my purpose. Amen. I have the purpose that God gave me. And it could be similar to yours. But it's not exactly the same. So know that anytime uh, uh, we don't get people into a place where they, they serve God, the body can use you. I don't want to say the body is incomplete because Jesus completes us, but you are missed. You are missed in the body of Christ. And I like that because God designed you. God designed you. For His purpose. And I think we need to realize that. I think sometimes um, we get real selfish with our lives. You know, I've seen people come to church and, and they'll come and get involved. But then all of a sudden, things that they enjoy to do begin to distract them and pull them away. And next thing you know, they have put themselves to where they have to make a choice. Do I go do what I want to do? Or do I do what God wants to do? And sometimes we're not strong enough. Remember, I talked about growth. Maybe sometimes we're not mature enough to make the right decision. And what do we do? We begin to do the things we want to do. And then that begins to snowball where we're doing everything we want to do and not very much of what God designed us to do. Amen. And so there has to be a good balance there, my brother and sister. There has to be a good, good balance. And I want to close with this scripture in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 18. The King James, it says it like this. But now has God set the members, every one of them, in the body as it has pleased Him. Amen. Now God has set. Who set the members? God did. Not Pastor Kathy. Not Pastor Eric. 
God has set the members. Where you're at in this church is where God has put you. Amen? Where God has put you. Doesn't mean that's where you're going to finish, but that's where He's put you. It says, but now God has set the members, every one of them, not just the pastors, not just the preachers, not just the ministers. He says every one of the gifts, the nursery workers, the door greeters, the ushers, the security team. Amen. Our young adults, our youth and their leaders. God has placed all of those where he wants them. I like what it this way. It says it in the Passion Translation. It says, but God has carefully designed each member. He has carefully designed each member. And placed it in the body to function as he desires. God has carefully designed you. And he's put you exactly and created a place for you. Maybe you're not there yet. Maybe you're, you haven't gotten involved. But there's a place that God has prepared for you in the body of Christ. And designed you to fit right in that spot and help us build the kingdom of God. That's exciting. That's exciting to know that God, even before you were born made a place for you. And even before you were born, He designed you to fit exactly in that spot and to do His purpose. Amen? See, that's enough to make you think, man, I want to get in there. I want to get involved. And I believe we do. If we, if we really pay attention to the things I've shared with you, a lot of times that'll cultivate that desire, that desire to serve. I don't know where I would be if I had never gotten involved. Amen. That created a great uh, growth in me that I probably couldn't have gotten with uh, all the study that I could have gotten involved with. Amen. Studying the Bible, that's all good. But you know what? When you put your hand to the plow and you labor with your brothers and sisters and, and you begin to build those, those bonds with one another, there begins, there begins to be created a chain that can't be broken. Amen. And so a lot of times I couldn't I couldn't just go do what I wanted to do because I knew where I had to be. Amen. And I hope that you can grow and have that same heart in you. And these are some of the things that I've noticed in my life. Amen. That helped me. I allowed growth. I allowed growth to develop a desire to serve. Amen. I really relied upon the love that Jesus has for me every day to kind of Fuel that fire to keep serving Him. Amen. And I've understood that God has designed me and you exactly the way He wanted us. Amen. So when we look at ourselves in the mirror and we see the things we don't like, you need to stop yourself and say, you know what? God designed that. So I better start liking it. Amen. So we look at the physical things and we wish I was, I wish I was skinnier. I wish I was taller, whatever it might be. But you know what? That's how God designed us. We're unique. Amen. And he designed us for a purpose. Amen. I hope you received that. I hope that encouraged you. And I hope you go back on all that you'll be taught over this subject in the next month uh, that we're studying this because God has a place for you in the body of Christ. Amen. And we want to help you. Here at HC Church, we want to help you find that in any way we can. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you for joining us today. To find out more about HG Church, like upcoming events, ways to give, and much more, be sure to check out our website at hgchurchdelano.org. Grace and peace be with you all.